0: Sports life. Welcome to Sports Life Talk. Cause this is sports life talk. Hey, hey. You rock it with sports life talk. Life talk. Hot topics yeah. with sports yeah. life talk. Come on. So come and get you some sports life talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shot, Things hey. will never be the same, so yeah. forget what you thought. Yeah. Cause life without sports ain't nothing hey. but talk. we hey. go now, finally a show that makes your heart pound. Profound hey. wonder what's running up through your thoughts now. Hey. About to drown our podcasts, hey. they be watered down. Tell them clowns hey. it's a new era, and it's starting now. Hey. I've told them strangers the five power rangers hey. approaching. Sports Life Talk from five different angles. Get ready for the change-up. We done turned the flame up. The topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing. Ooh, yeah, let's get it cracking. KT the head coach and Miss Manhattan. Gemini Jones holds the throne. She be calling them out. Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones, the mouth of the South. From the cover athlete to the year to the week. We got what you need. We dropping what's hot in the streets. From coppin' new sneaks. to locals popping, doing big things. we gossip and tea. Like Kimberly, pull you a dream. Sports Life Talk. Who is them? What from not listening and now you're tuning in? If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening let the show begin. Sports Life Talk, who is them? What from not listening and now you're tuning in? If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening and let the show begin. Let's go, let's go. give a round of applause
1: for the dopest podcast. Sports Life
2: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. Today, we have with us Coach KT. Yep, yep. We have KD, Miss Manhattan down there. Hey, y'all. We have B. Jones, the mouth of the South, Mr. Yeet. Yeet. I don't know what that is. It's something new every it's week. taking it
3: to a whole nother level. No, he did it last yeah. week, too. Oh,
2: OK. I missed it. All right. every week. And then we have the birthday boy. Mr. United Surge with us. Hello. hello. Thank um, you. Thank you. I gave you a song, but I'll give you another one later. Okay. All right. Sounds
3: like a plan. Now looking right. forward to that. <laughs> All
2: right. And then also with us today we have Miss Erica Molet from Beyond the Ball. So um, you're joining us live tonight. So make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Listen to us live um on Facebook. Uh, YouTube and all our other live streams. So y'all ready to get started?
3: Let's get into it. All
2: right, cool. So let me tell y'all a little bit about Miss Erica. Uh, she is the mom of two beautiful Black boys. Um, before diving into full-time entrepreneurship, Erica's career included commercial banking and investments and ex-offender re-entry and economic development in Dallas County. Some of y'all might need to hit up, if, you know. Anyways. Anyway, uh, she's a serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur, CEO of Expansion Solutions Consulting, Candace Tech, and Beyond the Ball Inc. Erica has always followed for equality and economic development and education for our communities with a special heart for boys of color, brainchild of the 100 billion boys of color photo shoots that took place the exact same day and just moments before we all got the news of Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash. Um, And as you guys know, and I've said before, my son was part of that photo shoot. So I am very, very honored to have Miss Erica with us today. Uh, we also did a uh, magazine reveal, uh, magazine cover reveal, at the Barnes and Noble bookstore in Cedar Hill. I think it was right before the shutdown happened, like oh, a week before. The, yeah. the week before. So, thank you for being here with us this evening. We have a ton of questions for you. So just be ready. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, KT, you've got a couple questions you want to ask.
3: All right. So we got a tradition as a way of uh, initiating our guests to the family. So Erica, please give us your top five hip hop artists, or if you're not in the hip hop, R&B, but preferably okay. hip hop.
2: Preferably hip hop. OK, yeah. I, I'm in a house surrounded by boys and a man, so I would definitely have to say uh, J. Cole, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Nas, Jay-Z, Drake. Oh. oh,
3: you see Katie, her head popped out. You see it great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, go, 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 keep going, keep going. Drake could have been top, but at least he's in the top five. He's in there.
3: <laughs> All right, so Erica, also tell us your uh, your favorite sports teams.
2: Oh, believe it or not, even though I own Beyond the Ball, I'm not a huge uh, sports fan. Wow. So I know. <laughs> I guess I have to stick with all of my Dallas teams. So the Mavericks. No, maybe I'll just stick with the Mavericks. I, I can't say I'm riding with the Cowboys. They they've kind of been off the rails for a while. So.
3: Now, Erica, oh. we were doing so good.
2: <laughs> we were doing
3: really good, and then you went there. But you know what? Thank you for joining us
2: this evening. You have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Just. That's it, just the memories. That's all we going with is just the um, I mean, anyone else I say it'd be disingenuous because I'd just be a bandwagon, you know, fans. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> at, least you're, at least you're honest. Yeah. Right,
2: right. Do you watch any other sports? Like, I mean, you have boys, so do you watch football on Sundays or Monday nights or anything? Or you every once in a while I'll sit down and watch with my husband. Basketball, he can he can usually get me to watch it, especially with Luca, you know, uh, being the new young phenom. So love watching Luca. Uh, let's see what other sports do we do we enjoy. I like swimming in the Olympics. You know everyone. Right. What about what,
1: tennis? What, what is your opinion <laughs> on um, the Louisiana State University Golden? Tigers? E- no, no,
2: no, no, no. no, 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 no. We're not doing that. that question. No.
4: That no. was not Katie, on
2: here. Yeah. Katie, 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 do you, you have? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Erica, tell us a little bit about Beyond the Ball and uh, what you want people to know that they don't know. Well, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I'm a mom of two boys. They're 12 and 14, and my 14 year old loves basketball. He loves it. He eats, sleeps, and breathes it. Uh, my dad's a chemist. My mom's a counselor. His, you know, his dad's a, he has lots of. At- academically accomplished people in his family, and none of us chose a sports path. And uh, and I had no problem with him loving sports, but we've never been a family that says, you know, your ticket to celebrity and success will be with a ball in your hand. And so, but we've always pushed STEM and business and math and all these other areas and still encourages love for sports, but it has become very apparent that he's so narrowly focused on basketball that his dreams of being a scientist aren't as prevalent as they used to be, or his dreams of being the CEO of a company, it aren't as prevalent. And so for me, just knowing that of my own son, who has a strong background and parents who are giving him support in so many different areas, but then being able to go to Billy Earl Day Middle School, for example, in, in uh, South Dallas, New Fair Park during a career fair and here, nearly 90 to of the boys say, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a football player. I'm going to grow up and be a basketball player. And then the next question is, okay, and what else? And they're like, well, you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. What subjects do you like? "Uh, Nothing, really. Well, I like reading. Really? What books do you like? No, I'm sorry, miss. I really don't like reading. I can't tell (laughs) you. And, you know, so you get to the end of these career fairs and you see all of these beautiful, intelligent, black and brown boys who do not have enough aspirations beyond the sport to carry them into a math class with excitement or a science class with excitement. And that transcends middle school and it goes into high school. And you start to see all of these kids. If you fall down the stairs, your junior year of high school, and you've been on on sports being your ticket out of poverty. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at your grades, you're looking at your transcript, you're looking at, you know, the fact that you don't know anyone who's done anything else. And, you know, it's just such a travesty and the saddest part of it is that schools reinforce that, parents reinforce that, youth sports leagues and AAU and others reinforce that in such a way that there's a high imbalance that gives our children an identity that is solely connected to, oh, you know what we say, man, look at that boy, he's really tall. You gonna play basketball? Oh, look at that big boy, he's 10, he's already that big. We need to get him on somebody's football team. Instead of saying, hey man, you're so tall, are you gonna be an engineer? You know, and so Beyond the Ball is really focused on exposing young people to the science and the math that's embedded in the sports they love. Let's break down quadratic equations using Steph Curry's jump shot. Let's look at the statistics that were incorporated that you can find in last week's game. Let's look at the sports medicine, the biomechanics, et cetera, that uh, not only can prepare you to possibly be a sports medicine doctor, but maybe understanding biomechanics will help you to also be a better player. And then also being able to connect them to career professionals from across the country and the world, actually. That maybe they started just like this kid and they love sports and thought that was their ticket, but now they're an exec with Converse and Nike, or maybe they're a techie with PlayStation, or they're a sports medicine doctor here in Dallas. And so we believe that proximity trumps celebrity. And so if we can put more professionals in their lives that can relate to where they are, but also give them more to dream about, then we can compete with their narrow focus on being the next LeBron James. Right on,
4: right on. That's that's very vital that obviously kids, you know, in this age age group with social media and stuff like that and with athletes uh, that you can kind of follow them. And I think they just see all the cars and the jewelry and money and the fame. And it's easy to think like, oh, I'm going to make it. But, you know, there's a lot of undercut things that you have to go through. So I also wanted to kind of get into, I guess, I'm obviously just even doing any kind of business. There's obviously going to be some kind of kickback as far as people, yeah, you know, I see what you're trying to do or mm-hmm. I've seen other people try to do the same thing. So kind of speak to a little bit of, um, you know, what kind of, you know, feedback are you getting, you know, roadblocks that you've hit. And then also I, I we noticed that you have the um, hundred brilliant boys of color that you also have going on. So speak to us a little bit more about that as well.
2: Right, so starting with, Uh, The response and roadblocks, I would say that um, from a response perspective, you know, I am quick to slide in someone's DMs on LinkedIn and say, oh, my God, I think you're really inspiring. We have kids that need to know you. Um, And I've had an amazing response. Like I said, I I literally messaged at least 10 or 11 execs with Nike and Converse over the last four months or so. And two of them responded and said, yes, we want to get involved. Uh, same with PlayStation and other companies across the world who are really inspired or who want to be an inspiration to these kids. They've just never been able to find a bridge that connects sports, their particular career, and our children. So the response has been great. Um, if I were to say there have been roadblocks, I would definitely say the NBA shutdown uh, or the the entire globe shutdown because mm-hmm. working on some tech uh, ideas that was going to require some of our athletes and professionals to do a walk a day in my shoes type of videos, things like that. And some of our uh, in-person camps got canceled, but we're actually doing a virtual camp for about 60 students in June, June 22nd through the 26th. And so we've got, PowerHands, PlayStation, Nike, um, Playbook 5, lots of other companies and CEOs that are going to be speaking to the kids and doing live workouts and things like that. So, so yeah, so right now it's more about growth capacity and making sure we can keep up with it and be smart about it. You know, my background's commercial banking, so making sure that we're doing all the business steps that it takes for success. And uh, other than that, I really don't see any limits to where we can go with this. Erica, I need right. more information on that camp. We'll okay. <laughs> uh, absolutely
1: well speaking with that same theme uh talking about the growth I, I guess i'm a little bit curious about uh how are you how are you guys recruiting kids for the program or who is the ideal candidate for the program and i guess from an advantageous type of pu- publicity side of this tell us about some of the internships and the mentorships that you've you've been able to successfully introduce some of these kids because Personally, when you start talking about PlayStation and Nike, you look behind me, as you can see, I got a PS4. Yeah. And a Nike shoes. Those are like two of my my things. Right. So talk, yeah. talk about, you know, the intern the internship programs, as well as uh, who are the prime candidates for this program.
2: So our prime audience is actually sixth through 10th graders. And so because we wanna catch them early enough for them to, if they don't already love STEM academics, then they have time to start to love it and then go into high school and take the right classes uh, to help them build a proper transcript, uh, as well as the aptitude that they'll need if they decide to go into a STEM area. So we focus on middle school and early high school students As it relates to internships, uh, so Beyond the Ball is just barely a year old. We did our first camp last summer with Dallas Can Academy. And um, so we haven't started connecting students to interns yet because typically companies want the students to be at least 16 or 17 years old before they'll uh, work with them. However, now that our students are, you know, so my son, he was, eighth grade last year. Now he's going into ninth grade. So originally I said, okay, we're going to be fifth through eighth grade. And now that Kyle's in ninth grade, I'm like, okay, now we're going to be sixth through ninth grade. And there we go. So eventually we'll get all the way up to 12th grade, or sixth through 25 year old, if I still feel like Kyle needs more inspiration. Uh, but, but yeah, so that's where we are. But we definitely are looking forward to leveraging some of these relationships we have with corporations to be able to provide those internship opportunities. As our beyond the ball students get older. Uh, where, we, where we recruit right now, we have worked directly with schools to recruit. Um, we haven't cast a wide net just yet because we want to be smart about capacity and growing and you know the revenue that we need to, the, to be able to do so. And so, but we definitely are building our tech platform so that we can reach as many kids as possible at the same time.
3: All right. So, Erica, tell us about the academic side of Beyond the Ball. And can you give us some uh, success stories?
2: Sure. So uh, let's see. So we're talking academics. We've got some amazingly intelligent people that are on our team. W. Cullins, for example, is the A.B. Calculus teacher for Townview Magnet. So we all know Townview Magnet is usually first or second in the country uh, as far as high schools. And so and A.B. Calculus is the highest level of calculus that you can teach in a high school setting. And so, and he loves sports, he's an avid athlete. And so he's he is our math expert that really helps us to break it down and create different activities that can uh, incorporate live games that a kid may have seen. Uh, we also are working with Peak Three, which is Peak Performance Project out of Santa Barbara. And they have worked with over 600 NBA players, Olympians, baseball players, et cetera, to use technology and science and engineering and biomechanics to improve player performance. And so they are working together to really help us, help students understand the physics and the medical terms and all of those things behind player performance. And so, and we're also are, are tackling literacy uh, with this summer camp that we're doing. The students will be reading Mamba Mentality: How I Play by Kobe Bryant, and we'll have various professionals, uh, including folks like the, some of the people I've mentioned, talking about their perspective on some of the principles that Kobe talks about in that book. And so we think by connecting them to authors like Kobe who already inspired them will help them to see that reading uh, for information can can be fun and it can benefit them in so many different ways. Absolutely. Awesome. Um,
3: awesome.
2: You know, I bought that book uh, when we did the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, I got it right here. And it's collecting dust, Erica. It is? Usually, I've got notes. I've got notes everywhere in my book. There's so there's about sixty different index cards that I've written about things that the kids and I need to talk about. <laughs> well, I, I bought it for him. He hasn't read it. Yeah, we're working on that. We're, we're gonna well, work.
3: Pam, I'm you can, you you can let me borrow it. I'll read it.
2: And then I said, well, look, it's full of pictures. Just at least look at the <laughs> pictures, <model." laughs> Jeez, I just spent forty dollars on this book. Yeah. Well, That's a expensive book, yes. It was, it was, but it was well worth it. And I know that we will, I mean, honestly, he was um, an essential worker during the shutdown. So I'm going to cut him a little slack, you know, now that's kind of dying down a little bit. So we got to get back on it. But um, so I know you mentioned that you're, you know, partnered with Nike and Power Hands, PlayStation, like, who else are you partnered with or who would you like to start a partnership with? That's a very good question. And I hope all the people that I've mentioned are listening. So- oh, we're, We'll tag them, we'll tag them. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, we would love to grow our partnerships with more, uh, whether they're sports attorneys, uh, stadium, de- stadium design and architecture is really an area that we want to dive into. And so uh, we, want, we want our babies to understand more about engineering and architecture for sure. Um, let's see. Someone I saw someone in a mention of Myron Rawl. We love Myron Rawl. We we consider him to be the classic example of, of the person that we're looking for. There's also another NFL player, and his name is escaping me right now. I just got him to be my LinkedIn friend. I sent him a message, and he looked at it. I know he saw it, but he hasn't responded yet. And then you looked
1: at my- Are, you, uh, are you referring to the, the gentleman that plays for the Baltimore Ravens? Offensive uh, He interned
2: with
1: NASA. Oh no, that was um, that was the guy that graduated from, uh, I think that was Josh Dobbs.
2: Yes, exactly. I think Josh Dobbs is the
1: one that just interned with NASA. Yes, That's exactly. Yes, so he's we got
2: a message for me. Yes, and thank you. And so <laughs> more universities as well as just, you know, just professionals that have any they don't have to be athletes. They don't have to be former athletes. They don't have to be cool. They just have to have some type of career that is somewhat aligned with sports in some way. UI and UX, you know, user experience and user interface and technology. It doesn't matter. There's, you know, anyone who wants to connect and elevate our kids. And then how would they find you and reach out to you and, and say, hey, I want to have a partnership with you. Let's let's work on this. Well, one of the easiest and quickest ways is definitely, you see my name there, uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn. You can also go to our website, beyondtheball.net, and message us. And our email address is beyondtheballteam at gmail. Since we're we're talking about connecting, do you have, I know COVID kind of messed everybody's plans up, but do you have any events, um, any events coming up or things to look forward to? Um, during, you know, the rest of what we have of 2020? You know what? We're working on that. Um, I am just very nervous about having in-person events. Uh, So, yeah, but we don't, I don't know that we have any in-person events. Actually, no, that's not true. I'm, I'm working on something to be able to bring Black men and Black boys together to have intimate conversations about everything that's going on. I think that's not happening enough, especially boys who don't have a dad in the house. And so there's, and they never got to really talk about Kobe's death and they've been separated from their sport and their coaches and the few male mentors that they had. And so I'm kind of working on something there and hopefully it'll pan out. Uh, But beyond that, we are possibly looking to do more of our virtual camps um, so that we can have more students to be involved. Okay. So listeners, y'all follow her on LinkedIn and check out the website so we can look forward to those events, those future events. Thank you.
4: We gotta come check one of those out for sure.
2: Yes, we'd love to have you guys. All
4: right.
2: So tell me, uh, so how did you, the whole 100 um, Brilliant Boys of Color, how did that, where did that inspiration and that idea come from? And then how long did it take to put that together? Because I got an email literally the week of and I was scrambling so we're trying to find what are we gonna wear what are we gonna do you know that type of thing so how did that come about you know that's a good question i think i you know what i just remembered exactly how um so the movie with carrie washington and her son who was in jail what was that movie america
1: america's yeah america's son i think
2: okay So my husband was sitting on the couch watching that movie and he was like, babe, come watch it with me. And I had a fit. I was like, you know what? I am so sick of all these movies that only talk about the plight of the black man. He's either a villain or a victim. So I'm tired of it. I don't want to watch this one. I'm not going to finish watching when they see us. I'm just I don't I'm, I'm tired of it. We need to have more movies and pictures and things that show the boys that we have in our home. Pam, your son is not the kid that's in these movies that we keep seeing. My sons aren't those boys. And that's not the reality for so many families across America, whether you're in poverty, whether you live in a mansion, it doesn't matter. We've got great kids in our homes. And often our kids only see themselves in those types of movies. And so for me, I just kind of said, you know what? i think we need to do a photo shoot and mind you i've never organized a photo shoot before um i didn't know any photographers but i said you know i i really like kwan london Juan burton and london B- burton's work amazing and yeah they're amazing and so i kept trying to find them and finally i had coffee with someone and say like, i'm trying to find kwan burton and so she reached out to his wife and i told them the vision and they said yes and then i called james from southern dallas magazine and i said, James. I need the cover of your magazine, and we're gonna do a spread and we're gonna call it 100 Brilliant Boys of Color. And Kawan Burton's gonna be our photographer. And so he just said, okay, whatever you want, you can have it. And uh, I would say it took us about a month to pull it all together. And so we just started spreading the word. And you know, there's so many moms, there's so many moms that want the world to see our babies the way we see them that want to put their have someone invite them to put their baby on camera put their baby on stage stage for something positive and so the Dallas uh, the Black Museum of Art African American Museum of Art excuse me said yes and uh, and then it just happened it was very magical wouldn't you say him it was amazing because like Terrence was in a suit, so there were boys that were there in suits, there were boys that were there in their football uniforms, there were boys that were in their fencing uniforms, in their, um, is it BMX, or biking, they brought their bikes, uh, future firefighters, so it was just amazing to see boys that had other interests, you know, typically it's usually football and basketball, But, you know, there was tennis players there. There was violinists. There was, you know, it was everything there. And it was just so amazing to see and then how everybody just all came together and worked together to get it all done it was just absolutely inspiring and amazing for me and i'm glad that terrence was able to be a part of it i was like oh yeah you're doing this yeah yeah yeah. i ran out and bought a suit y'all i had to call my mom i was like mom this suit costs all this money can you buy this suit and wow she was like, make it happen. So yeah, and she yeah.
1: probably did and fix his baby. Hey, <laughs> Erica. So I'm listening to you talk, and you, you use words like magical and inspiration, and you you said over here and inspired me, right? A kid from Louisiana, oh. from Shreveport, Louisiana. So so let me ask you this: sure. um, Who are your mentors? Who, who? Where do you get your inspiration from? What are you reading? What's What's driving you and motivating you to be the 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 woman that you are and to lead this charge to help our youth to see a different direction or different avenues?
2: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I will tell you, there. so there are people who are mentoring me that don't really even realize they're mentoring me because I just watch them and learn from them or you know follow what they say or do on LinkedIn and I learn from it. But I would think that typically, I would say most of my innovation really comes from looking at the world and looking for the gaps you know? And so it's, and I try to be very authentic in that way. I don't, you know, read to see what are people doing? I want to do that too, or following what everyone's doing on social media to try to keep up. My social media game is horrible, by the way. You probably saw that if you were trying to do any research on us, sorry. Uh, But, you know, I just really believe in keeping my head down and focusing on what God has put in front of me. And so, and that's it, you know, I would say that's it. I definitely will, I take that back. I would say people like Kobe Bryant really do inspire me because he he made it such a point in the last few years to put as much wisdom out as possible. You know, it wasn't it wasn't self promoting. It wasn't to sell a new book or to get more followers. He really puts so much wisdom out there that transcends an athlete. I've learned so much just from watching his videos and think, you know, if I got if I need to put together a business proposal, I'm trying to figure out who's my enemy and who's going to try to take me down so I can get that that fire that Kobe would get just by getting ramped up, you know, and uh, things like that and just being very thorough. And so, so yeah, I would say the world around me. You guys inspire me. The fact that you guys are this diverse group and you're committed to such a high level, um, you know, talk show that you do every single week. I'm taking notes from that too. You know, so we can make sure that we incorporate that into everything we do. I just follow everyone who's doing things at an excellent level.
3: Erica, you you you're, you're too kind. We really appreciate yes. that. Yes. But let me ask I'm you wrong. this, Eric. Let me ask you this: during that photo shoot. Right before y'all found out uh, Kobe had passed away. Yeah. Can you tell us some of the conversations that happened during that time?
2: Ooh. so Pam can attest to this. We literally um, were, I had gotten onto the stairs because there's a big set of stairs in the middle of the museum that we were using for the photo shoot with a bullhorn. And I was about to announce that, hey, time to get started. Kids, you know, I was going to call them up. And one of my, uh, one of the students, in fact, he's here playing with the kids today. He kind of, and he was in sixth grade and he kind of yanked on my uh, jacket and he said, "Miss Millette, and I said, babe, wait a minute. I'll get to you in a moment. He's like, "No, Miss Molette, come here." Kobe died, and I it felt like I was in a thought. off And I'm like, "Why is this boy playing with me right now?" And I said, "What did you say?" He said, "Kobe died." Look, and he showed me his phone. Everybody's phones start just like, what yeah. you saw?" Was everybody doing this and like, "Yeah." It was crazy. So I I had to get myself together. I had to tell the photographers. And then I got back on the stairs and had to um, to tell everyone. Now, mind you, we got hundred boys. That means we got about a hundred parents or one hundred and fifty parents. So there's almost three hundred of us here, and I had to tell them. And um, and then we had to. I had to say something that would still make it make sense for us to keep going with the photo shoot. And I really told him, you know, each of them embodied his mama mentality. And that's why we were there. And we were going to make this photo shoot a real tribute yeah. to him. It didn't, it just, it, you can't compute how that could have happened at literally yeah. that same moment. And so, but one of the fathers told me, he said, you know, these boys will never forget where they were when they heard the news. And that they were together and they were so poised and so regal throughout that photo shoot. Every generation, you had one year old, two year olds all the way up to 18 year olds. And they all were just so it gives me chills. And, you know, good morning, America picked it up. Channel eight just happened to be there at the exact same time, and so it was—it was pretty special. It was pretty—it was very sad, uh, but very special. I'm glad we were there when we learned the news together. B. Jones, didn't you have a question?
1: Well, my, my question is going to be uh, tough to follow up the COVID because I got to stop crying here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got to wipe my tears off. That was but, our, um, that was our so moment. So, Erica, this is a little bit off subject. All right? mm-hmm. Sam and the whole crew have been having this major disagreement through chat this week. I don't know, I know you're not a football fan, but I'm pretty sure you've heard of the comments that Drew Brees said earlier uh,
3: oh, yeah.
1: last week. Do you forgive Drew Brees? Should we forgive Drew Brees for the comments that he said, uh even though they were tone-deaf and insensitive? I want I want your opinion on it.
2: You know what? He never really apologized. Mm-hmm. That was a knee-jerk reaction for public relations. Yes, so that was not that was really? not sincere. If it was sincere, he wouldn't have said it in the first place. Like my husband always says, when people tell you who they are, you just gotta believe them. And uh, it wasn't a slip of the tongue. He had plenty of points to back up his stance. So that's that's that brother's. Fe- he really feels that way, and so it would make no sense for us to forgive an insincere apology. Thank you,
3: oh, Yeah. So B Jones, we 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 we. we... We can move on from Drew Brees. We sure can. Mute your mic.
2: We, we can move on from him. Mute your mic. We've had plenty of opportunity to, to talk about it, so we're good. We're moving, <laughs> we're moving beyond it. Today is a day of moving <laughs> forward. We're moving beyond the ball of Drew Brees.
4: Uh, There you go. <laughs> uh, I actually have been... Um, thinking for like the last couple of weeks since every everything's gone down the last couple of weeks about um, so I'm not really sure if you know Pam ever told you but I also do events and concerts and stuff here in Dallas but more so than that I have a bigger picture in mind as far as later on in life the things that I want to get into and I think the last two weeks kind of just seeing how everything's played out has kind of motivated me to kind of went pandemic kind of pandemic shuts down and we're able to open back up you know I have some ideas that I've thought about and they kind of, you know, line up with uh, what you kind of already have going on. So I would definitely like to talk to you and speak to, you You know, it has, it involves youth, it can involve sports, uh, it can involve entertainment. And uh, I think that's where it starts in order for us to go forward. We got to start with the youth as far as, yeah. you know, mentality wise, you're concentrating obviously on the books and the academics and things like that. But I think mine is more uh, basic fundamentals, just everyday, day-to-day life, interacting with people, um, you know what you do at home uh, just just being a good citizen I guess at the end of the day so I would definitely like to uh, get your information from you know Pam and I would I love said. to speak to you about it um, and you know put that idea into the real world.
2: I would love to please do yes. So thank good. you for the
4: inspiration as well.
2: I think you know we've done a live podcast at um, a sports facility with an AAU team so I think that you know and the kids love you know, getting on the mic and feeling like they're talking and they're on a talk show and all that stuff. So I think ooh, the world opens back up and you have yeah. another event. We would love to come out and broadcast live and talk to some of the, the kids and get their feedback and their perspective on the things they're learning and the things that they're doing. And I think that they will really, really, you know, just enjoy it. Cause they go home like, mom, you know, I was on this, I was on this podcast and yeah. this, uh, their moment to shine. And I think they really like that. So definitely. We will keep in touch and kind of, you know, figure stuff out and work together on a lot of different things. I would Pam, love. To.
3: And, Pam, and Pam, we can also get your mom to buy some suits, right? Because she, you know. <laughs> I think yeah, I still
2: plan. owe her. I think I still owe her for that. For that <laughs> suit. But luckily, she only has one grandson, so we're good. Yeah, Pam, your mom was gorgeous. She was stunning. <laughs> thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome my mom is a mess anyway uh so erica we would love for you to stay on the rest of the show and give your opinions on certain things we are um uh, going to continue on with our normal weekly chat but i know that b jones has a trivia question for us that concerns sports and academics so b jones what's your question
1: all right so every week we give a, a weekly trivia out to the fans give them the opportunity to not only participate and be a part and interact with the show but opportunity to win a fly, fresh to death squad talk customized OG t shirt. So, um, uh,
2: Erica, we will make sure that we get you one as well.
1: Yeah, we got you. We got you. Uh, Pam will get you one of them Asian mediums she got on, man. One, one of them Somali mediums. Uh, so this week, fans, here we go. Good question of uh, student athletes receive some sort or some level of financial aid, all right? Athletic financial aid. So what percentage of Division I student athletes receive some level of academic financial aid?
2: And then as a bonus. Athletic
1: financial aid.
2: As a bonus, if you answer that question and then you can answer question number two, B. Jones, I will send you an additional shirt or a Sports Life Talk Gear. B. Jones, what is that second question? What is that the bonus? Second question, question,
1: what percentage of... NCAA athletes go on to play professionally, especially in the in the, uh in the league. Whether it's basketball, Major League Baseball, what percentage of student athletes pursue their careers and actually go pro? All
2: right. So if you guys, and, do, and i do your
1: favor. If you can get one of the other, either one of them, I'll
2: send you a T-shirt. If you get both of them, I'll send you an additional sports. You know what? I'll send you something special. But yeah, I was gonna say I'll uh I'll match your extra shirt and send a gift card to either Starbucks or Amazon. Ooh. Your choice. Right I know I hope, to, I hope somebody who has an uh,
3: extra
2: Hold on. Wins. Let me text my wife to answer the question. <laughs> Whatever.
3: <laughs> yeah, KD, where you where you getting money from
2: now? You're doing a little extra. I think that's the the Casamigos talking. Somebody's been (laughs) taking shots. Um, Can I have everyone's attention, please, especially Mr. Corey Livingston? I just want you to know that the clock is gone. The it, it is is gone. Gone. So I took it down and I tried to replace the battery. First of all, when I took the battery out, it was a whole lot of rust. So I was like, oh, I think this is done. So I put a new battery in there and it, it never moved. So Ooh, I damn. took it down. It was part of the decor, but now I still have my Mother's Day balloon up until I get something to replace it. Wait, I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. It wasn't rust, was it like uh what is it? Corro is it corrosion? Corrosion, Corrosion, yeah. yeah. So the secret to remove the corrosion is um apple cider vinegar or vinegar and you just put it on a q tip, put the apple cider vinegar on the q tip and kind of clean the little uh area of the corrosion. Girl, and it just it wipes it all away. And then Corey, you, got, you don't wait, miss the clock because wait. you call me on the clock every week, sir. I don't want to hear that you missed the clock. You know what? Buy me another clock. Wait, <laughs> and Pam, and Pam, you got to put new batteries in it, not I did, not the um any fresh batteries, oh batteries that are in something already.
4: <laughs> and for any any of the listeners out there, if you want to be extra nice, Pam's birthday's in the three days. And if you want to get her a new clock, go right ahead.
2: Or some new batteries, like no.
4: <laughs> Clock and batteries.
2: Clock and batteries. Yeah. All right, y'all. So B. Jones, uh, so Sergey, do you have some local life for us this
4: week? I, I do indeed. I do indeed. So a while back we had done the the live show at a uh, Brooklyn Cuts, courtesy of B. Jones and his uh peoples over there in Frisco, Texas. Um, we had a young a young man by the name of Jalen Kitna, who was there, who also joined our show. He is the son of John Kitna, who was, I believe, in the NFL for about 15, 16 years. a long time. And uh, he was also quarterback's coach, I believe, for the Cowboys for a little while as well, correct? Uh, so he has uh, officially committed to uh, the University of Florida. KT, are you, are you happy about that? Are you... Uh, Looking forward to seeing somebody that you sat next to on television, maybe throwing some touchdown passes for your school. Hey man, this is like I already met the next NFL star coming out of Florida. Hey, dude, dude already was taller than John Kitna. I feel like when we saw him, he was only 17 at the time. So, uh, so that's great. And then, uh, and then for the local business, um, I wanted to definitely give a shout out to, uh, my friend who owns a cell phone uh, tablet, computer repair store here locally in Dallas. He has two locations. Uh, the company is called, the store is called Phone, but that's spelled F-O-N-E. Um, and one location is off of Buckingham Road in Garland, Texas. And the other one is off of Northwest Highway in North Dallas off of Garland Road as well. So you can ch- see, th- see them on Instagram at F-O-N-E-T-X. And they're also on Facebook as well. Really quick, fast repairs for uh, cell phone, tablets, computers. And sometimes, occasionally, they even have replacement phones for 24, 48-hour use. But everything is done pretty swiftly and fast. I know they got above a four point eight uh star rating on Google as well. So check them out. Uh, so if I crack
2: my screen, can I ask for the sir- I know Surge discount?
4: Yes, you can.
2: Okay. Well uh hold yes, up now, you, so can. Sure you like
4: know. Box. I got that, you know, I got the iPad just messed up. Hey, I've been telling you you gotta just take it over, then just say my name. Same. Sam. Like it that goes for you too. <laughs> Erica, that goes for you too. Take advantage. Right. <laughs> hey, I know you got kids, so they're bound to you know, mess up their tablet like or their
2: phones.
4: Right yep. <laughs> Dropping their phones like like flies.
2: <laughs> All right, y'all. So I have a kickoff question, even though we kicked off like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> um, Erica, I, I know you see everything that's going on, uh, you know, between COVID and then now these protests and things like that, the George Floyd situation. Um, having children... How do you, you know, what's your kind of stance on things? And then how do you explain that to your 12 year old and your 14 year old? Because, you know, I've said before on the show, I've had to have conversations now that my son is driving on how to handle yourself when you are pulled over, how to handle yourself in a police situation. And so how do you, how are you explaining it to your boys about kind of what's going on and how to handle things? Man, Pam, that's like the question of the night. I would say... And it it's a hard, it's hard for me. Um, I did I just watched the video, and that's all I can call it is the video. And I don't think I watched the the entire eight minutes and forty six seconds. I don't think I pulled up that version. And I only watched it because I went into my son's room around midnight, and I said, "Babe, tell me the truth. Have you seen the video?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." And, like, oh my God, I hadn't, I wasn't ready for that to be the truth. And so I had to be able to see, even though, you know, I've gotten a play by play from friends and from Facebook. So I knew what happened. But to hear his reaction, I said, well, how'd you feel? He said, I feel like they all hate us. And I said, you know, let me tell you something. Some people just choose hate. You're not the problem, they are. And uh, for me, I've had lots of conversations with my Caucasian friends recently, uh, you know, any business conversation that I may have, it always starts this week with, man, how are you doing? And I have to, you know, and I'm, I'm at that point, you know, I am completely self-employed. I don't work for the government or a corporation, so I can say exactly what's on my mind. And, uh, you know, I've had to tell a couple of folks this week, how are you doing? Because we've known that this has been the situation for Preach,
4: years. Preach.
2: And uh, I said, you know, if you're a millennial, if you're a Gen X, maybe you've, you've chosen to believe in Santa Claus for all this time, but this video was so jarring that you could no longer say that Santa Claus is real. That man on his neck was one of your cousins, one of your uncles, someone from your old neighborhood. The problem it starts in their homes, not ours. You can't give us enough business loans and grants in the Black community. You can't give us enough food and housing subsidies to change the hate that's being trained in their homes. So you need to start analyzing police before you hire them to see if they have a a higher uh, prediction of racial bias or irrational fears that will cause them to break protocol. You need to be talking to your legislators that promote that type of uh, culture within legislation and within you know law enforcement, and so so that's that's where the fight has to happen. And for those of us who are well connected uh, with a network of Caucasians who say they are allies, we have to have the hard conversations and put the mirror in their face and say we can't change this. You can. And so, so yeah, so, you know, for the kids, we just have to keep reinforcing, preparing them to help lead this new world that we're fighting for right now. So I'm just excited to see the protests happening all over the world uh, and to see how many black, brown, and white faces are out there in those streets together. And uh, because this is the type of process that we haven't had in the past. And when we've been far more quiet with both John and Tatiana, we didn't get to, we didn't get crunk enough. And now we see all of these changes that are happening so rapidly over with a week or two that could have happened 30 years ago. And so, uh, so yeah, so that's how or,
1: I or better yet, Erica, it could have happened four years ago when they yeah. took a knee and told everybody that we- That's right. This. Yeah. You yeah. see, now I got Bath and Body Works telling me they support black people, but they, they shunned Colin Kaepernick three yeah. ago. You know what I'm saying? So yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Let's count the bodies up after after that man kneeled on the ground. I wonder what that number is.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it feels like their it feels like their reaction is because of the loss of property. You know, it's 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 less about us being in the streets and more about You've got all these companies that are Walmart shut down earlier than their quarantine time. Yeah, The Walton family ain't like, look, y'all better fix this shit because we're losing too much money, you know? And so it's it's not just about us, quite honestly, and them seeing themselves in the streets, uh, I think is a big part of it as well. So, But what I mentioned, I think it was last week, it wasn't on this show, but it was on a, another uh, podcast that we did. I hope that, because um, I I was in Plano uh, last week and there was a pro. I got stuck in the middle of a protest and they were under the tollway. And, you know, there were a couple of Caucasian kids that had kneeled down in the street, hands up, all of that. I love it. But what I hope is when you return to school in the fall, that you still have the same mentality. Like, don't just be doing it because it's Facebook friendly and it's Instagram worthy or your friends are doing it or. It seems cool to do at the moment. Like, if this is what you, I, I'd rather you not do it, stay at home, sit on your couch, than to do it and not have the right heart behind it. Because um, I saw a lot of kids out there, a lot of, you know, anywhere from 16 to 21 year olds, the ones that are moving up and who are going to be taking offices and who are going to be in positions of power to lead. So I, I hope that they are really grasping what is really going on and learning from it and taking that and Wanting to be better and wanting to do better for the future generations and not just because it's cool to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, in fact, right before our uh, before joining you, I was on a call with some some leaders talking about how do we help them to go from the streets? To the polls how do we help because you know if, if we as adults don't help them to make the connection between I'm so proud of you you were in the streets you were an activist now let's turn that activism into policy and here's how you can do that. We've got to empower them and then give them the stage to be able to really uh, become that next generation. Through empowerment, you know the old ways of talking about politics and talking at students does not work. And like President Obama has always said, you know it is the young people. It was the young people that got him into office, and uh, and the young people that will lead us out of this. Because, like you said, Pam, they are the next generation. They're this generation. You know they can vote now for many of them, and they can insist on change. That uh, hopefully, you know, at some point the the racists who are in legislation and other areas that are, you know, really pulling strings. Hopefully they'll die out in the next 50 years, 30 years, 10 years. Who knows? Uh, and hopefully the generation that comes behind them isn't the same. Absolutely. Uh, Corey made a comment and said that there needs to be some continuing evaluation of police officers. So this. Um Can be identified because yes we can put you through all of that in the beginning um but then i've made a comment on facebook and then there was this whole debate last week um and one of um my caucasian friends said that her brother is a police officer and he has you know ptsd and this and that so he's seen a lot well you know what maybe he should just you know figure out a new career then if your job is causing you this because you're in a position to where, I mean, you pull somebody over and they get smart with you. Your PTSD kicks in, your officer, you got him on the ground and you got his knee in his neck. I mean, you need to, there needs to be continual evaluation of the officers, mental health checks once a year or every six months or whatever. I know it costs money and nobody wants to do all that, but. What would you rather deal with? Yeah, and yeah, I think I, oh, go ahead,
4: please. Oh no, I was going to say in addition to training, even just the education side of it too is really important because I came across uh, a post earlier today and it just <laughs> blew my mind that this actually is true. When you know, uh, you know, I came from another country and moving here was like, oh my gosh, like this is the greatest country on earth. That's why people want to move here. But when you see things that are going on, it's like. Yeah, only if the people in the other countries actually knew what really was going on. No, it isn't maybe the greatest as you think it is, even though it has every potential to be. Um, So, for example, it says in Norway, they required three years of training to become a police officer. Between 2002 and 2016, they had four fatalities caused by police. Fourteen years, four fatalities. In Finland, three-year degree is required to become a police officer. Seven people were killed in from 2000 to 2018. And in Germany, two years of training, 267 people have died by police shooting since 1990. That's 30 years in 267 people. In the U.S., you need a high school diploma and approximately 21 weeks of training and 1,004 people killed by police alone just in 2019. So that just shows you it's training is after you make it to being a police officer, I feel Mm -hmm. like. It's the education even prior to that that actually has to be as important because, you know, like B. Jones, for example, you know, he works for a large corporation company. Well, based on his degree, you know, is what he gets paid for and he gets brought into. uh, And so if he has a bachelor's, he's at this level and he gets this pay. If he gets a master's, he gets this level and this pay. Well, it should be the same for the police officer profession too you know they should be able to go through the same rigorous stuff that every other regular you know you know uh, john doe has to go through why is it any different and I'll, because their job is more has more responsibilities to citizenship people yeah. than even the jobs that we do behind the sitting behind a desk mm-hmm. you know so uh there's this life and death you know most of our jobs uh, even though I even work for a healthcare company, but the job that I do, the task that I do, doesn't have anything to deal with a life and death of a person. But they do because they're on the front lines. Uh, so I think that's very important too when they're talking about policies and things like that. That's where the education has to be coming in as well. And you
2: know, I would, and if I could just say this, I, You can't train away hate because if a white man gets stopped, he can say, why the hell did you pull me over? That's ridiculous. And the officer will not show the same amount of fear and irrationality that he would if he felt threatened by an African-American man who said, I'm reaching for my driver's license. You know, and so you know, I, but you can see if an officer has had multiple complaints by minorities that could have been, you know, that could have been addressed earlier to show that he had a pattern. So I think you're right about them needing psych evaluations, but I think they need to be really looking for, looking for hate, looking for racism, looking for predisposition to stronger enforcement of the law depending on who the person is. Absolutely. Absolutely. B. Jones we're going to
1: move on to a lighter topic now. B. Jones, are you dropping something this week? Man, I'm always dropping something. So so as you know, I'm a a newly minted sneaker aficionado, you know what I'm saying? Call me a sneak freak, whatever whatever you want to call it. I I take a lot of uh, partiality to the Jordan brand, right? So probably about once every two weeks they drop a new pair of Jordans, but this particular pair of Jordans that are coming out this week is like probably one of the most exciting drops I've seen all year long in 2020 it is the jordan six hairs it is a a gorgeous shoe uh one of the fashion icons that most people don't even know his name his name is tinker hatfield well tinker actually designed this set of jordans which are to resemble a porsche car it has this this uh this this thing on the back i guess you call it kind of like a tailpipe for the drag it's a gorgeous pair of shoes though i I highly recommend anybody who can drop 190 dollars retail to Check it out, get your name in the raffle. I actually read today they may be pushing the release back. So it could be Monday the 15th versus it being uh Friday the 12th. So just do your research on that one. On the music side of this thing, Takashi69 snitched. He got out of jail and then he got back in like a crack addict with a new track. He got his girl Nicki Minaj. They dropping a song on Friday called Trolls. And um in the music industry, something sneaks up on me every once in a while. I don't know if y'all ever heard of this group called Run the Run the Jewels. But they just dropped an album and it's Run the Jewels 4. It's two, it's two collaborators, a hip-hop duo with LP. He's one of the rappers and he's a producer. But Killer Mike is the other MC. Bars, straight bars, every song, simple beats is something that I get into. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't do all that mumbo around eh, eh, all that stuff they're doing, singing and rapping, where every song sounds like the same. These boys are spitting. They Future. They, hey, killer Mike is killing them with lyrics now. The face of the Black Life Matters movement in Atlanta. He's doing it big, so I highly recommend y'all go check that album out if you got time.
4: Hey, Killer Mike's been doing it, man. Run the Jewels yeah, has been around for know. a long time. Just people just now are clamoring onto it. I'm like, Run the Jewels has always hey, been on point fire. with their stuff. They, fire, sir. they are. Mm. They fire. All
2: right, cool. So, right. <laughs> so. The Manhattan Project. Katie, okay, give us a quick rundown of what, what's going on this week. Okay, so we were supposed to do a happy hour um, last Friday and we didn't make the the date or the time. So I have a few um, drinks and surprises to kind of share with y'all. I'll make it real, real quick. I had ordered me a cheesecake from New York. Due to COVID, I'm unable to make a trip out there. So I paid an umpteen amount to get this cake shipped to me. and. Um, um, it was amazing and i had some good wine to how, go how much did you pay
3: don't leave that out how, how much did
2: you pay I, I said an umpteen amount <laughs> i don't know what that is but i sure hope you save me no. some. you better only
4: have one zero and not two i'll tell I you have, that
2: i have like this much left like I'll take yeah. What, what's the
1: name of the place you ordered it from, Katie? Okay, okay.
2: So the name of this spot is called Junior's. Um it is, I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard of it. It is the cheesecake yeah. that Diddy made, um, making the family. Yes, y'all, I had that cheesecake back in 2017 and- Your life has changed. Yes, and then y'all, I That's ate perfect. it in bed and you know you're not supposed to eat in bed, but that cheesecake mm-hmm. was so good in bed. But, um,
1: yeah, I'll tell you something though. Hey, uh, Erica, you starting the podcast? Because I want to audition for a new show. Two, <laughs> weeks ago, two weeks ago, I talked about the butter cookies in St. Louis, and they booed me. They made fun of me for talking about butter cookies. She called is- my cheesecake and they all. Oh, it's, that sounds so delicious. Y'all no, just tell me more. Can I get a slice? You could have hit, my- my- me- hit-,
2: hit the mute. <laughs>
1: We starting new one. Beyond the ball with boss. You know what I'm saying?
2: There
4: we go. Use your mind. No, it's beyond the boss. (laughs)
2: Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was able to. Um, I have a. I have a friend that I think kind of likes me, and they sent me my. Um, they were listening to our show, and they um, ordered me. Who my likes wine.
3: you? Who? Who is it? They kind of like you. Who is it?
2: Yeah. So they ordered me some wine, the wine that uh, I have for uh, wine of the week. Yeah. So I enjoyed that with my cake. So I can't do the same drink like the next week. So um, today I'm gonna do, and I've done, I've done this drink before, but the Casamigos Tequila. This is the Reposado. It's really good to take shots. I don't have a mixture for y'all, but um, I like to point out that when before the show started, there was something in that bottle. Can you tell us what happened since then? It's been, all I'm gonna say is it's been a rough two days. I really need a vacation. I tried to- I'm right um, there
4: with you on that.
2: Yeah, I tried to tag along with Pam to Houston. I also hit up somebody else about going to Houston and just, it's, I guess Houston ain't for me. So I told you to hop in the car. Oh, did you tell me to hop in the car? Okay. Ma'am, okay. ma'am, you know, look at
3: her. She looks a little flustered. You, We know why, so <laughs> right. her.
2: I, I, I said hop in the car. Like, look at the little gift that I sent you. It was you hopping in the car. Okay, okay, okay. So here's a question. Is it a gift or is it a gif? It's whatever the hell I just said. Move <laughs> <laughs> me right along. Okay, so, so. Erica,
3: do you watch Insecure?
2: Yes. 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 Are you okay. caught up? Yes, I am. Yes, I love the first five minutes of this most recent episode. Yeah, I, I am right there with you. Like I started screaming at the beginning of the episode, and then I was like, "Whoa, wait, um, is this like real or is it a dream?" Did y'all feel the same way? Yes, yeah. okay. it okay. definitely, definitely reminded me of the first year of my uh, dating relationship with my husband. You know, we've been together almost fifteen years, so I'm like, "Oh." I miss those days. We had nothing but time for that first five minutes of that episode. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yes. So it, it was it was beautiful. The com- the communication, whenever she mentioned um how she had to help a prior, you know, live up to her prior engagement to help the friend Nate move and just that honesty and she was like um they were going back and forth and uh her response was um that nani got you acting like that oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yes so i'm what let's
3: talk about the real this episode with molly
2: (laughs) Okay. So that's what I was about to get to. So um, Issa and Molly finally linked up. Um, Issa was the bigger person, reached out to Molly. They were able to have lunch at the diner. It still was like awkward. And then towards the end, I feel like Molly was so wrong for fake texting Andrew and accidentally texting Issa saying, you see, I'm trying. Are you trying? Like, Are you really trying? And then the what she told her at the end, like to not be friends anymore, that they pretty much outgrown each other. I cried with Issa and I was with her doing the whole mouth like. On that, I feel like if you look at Molly's reaction when she told her that, I feel like Molly kind of wanted her to be like, no, let's not. Because when she said, okay, she was like, okay. Like, how dare you not want to be my friend? Like you need me as your friend. And I think it was really good for Issa to just walk away from that. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think Andrew needs to start putting his foot down with her because she's acting a whole donkey in every relationship that she has. And I think well,
1: he's allowing that it. The whole point though, Pam, we, we, we can clearly see that Molly's going to need some sort of intervention. She is, she is living and in, in breathing a, a, a monster, a demon that just can't be contained. She is above everybody. She's above approach. Anybody, even the relationship with her and Andrew is being tarnished. She refuses to go hang out with her, her, his brother again. stubborn she is, and it's always her way or the highway. And you are 100%. She wanted Issa to kiss her ass, and, Issa didn't, and that's why she told her like, oh, well, fine, then we done then. And that's gonna come back to bite her. But the, the, the real question is, why Kevin refused to watch uh Molly's stand-up on a whole different show? Because
3: of the way she behaved. Well, I was so mad at Molly. I was like, man, I, I turned it on and I was like, I can't watch this crap, man. Get this. I don't even like you right now, Molly.
2: But Why did you, can't you watch it? how Molly didn't? They had a, apparently agreed on whatever it was they were going to eat. And then, because he was like, oh, I thought we were getting such and such. And she was like, nah, I got this. It's like, you can't, you just have to be in control and be in charge of everything. The man said he wanted Thai food and you brought home Jamaican food or whatever it was. It's like, come on, sis, you need to start. Like, And and then, then didn't the the counselor also recommend about saving the relationship, the friendship, and was it worthy, like was it worth it? And then I feel like the counselor gave her advice on what to do and she still was like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. So okay. what are your but thoughts really on she, she was cute this this uh this episode that oh, was she was really cute. Yeah that so Molly, her Molly. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Erica what's Kids. your thoughts? You know I think I think Molly is feeling herself because she finally has a man and it made it easier for her to disconnect. From Issa, but she is about two seconds from losing him because he sees that you know it took her, it took him a while to let her convince him to be in that relationship, which means he's got some balls and some reserve and resolve rather and self esteem. He's not gonna tolerate this for much longer, and then she'll be by herself. And Molly told her at the at the block party, "You're miserable, and you're gonna when you lose, you're gonna lose him too at some point because of your shenanigans." So, yeah, I was pretty mad
1: at Molly, too. Erica, since you weren't here last week, what is your opinion on her going behind Molly's back? Because I don't feel like she went behind Molly's back.
2: I don't either. I mean, she molly was not her only connection her only plug And right. you know if that's your best friend why would you not help her why would you want her entire event to fail when all you have to do is ask him if he says no he says no but right. uh and, and he wouldn't have, obviously he wouldn't have felt one way or the other because he still helped her um but like mm-hmm. i said molly likes to see Issa struggle that's because that's her position molly's got to be here and Issa's always got to be struggling you know, so
1: and, funny because my, my wife always called my daughter her broke bestie, you know, because they are go places and my daughter always gotta get you know getting up pocket and stuff. But that's it, it's kind of like Issa is Molly's broke bestie. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. Yeah. And, and- have y'all noticed how Andrew always hanging on the phone when she come around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Paying paying to, yeah, every time, to she, pay every time she comes into time the room, he's he 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 like, All right, I'll talk to you later, I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, but but Molly hasn't realized.
3: If it wasn't for Issa, you wouldn't have
2: Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one more other thing that I want to point out is um, whenever Issa met Nate at his apartment to move. Issa was being honest about her situation and talking back to Lawrence. And he was kind of throwing salt like, oh, the same ex that you cheated on or the same ex that you know, didn't have his stuff together? Like, why, why does but it- you it? a whole bipolar. Boy, sit down somewhere. i <laughs> <laughs> these dishes and leave me alone. I don't, I don't <laughs> condone mental illnesses on this show. We don't- I don't, I don't no. condone it, but don't sit up here and attack me and my boo, and you ain't right. Look, fact, I, I think the problem is he I hadn't dropped, dropped the bomb yet. He hadn't dropped that bomb on her before he was hating on her, man. He hadn't addressed the fact that he abandoned her, Right. you yeah. know, and he yeah. was still trying to judge the other
1: relationship, you know. Like I said, Lawrence gonna move to San Francisco. So buckle up, ladies, because y'all loving them first five minutes. It's gonna come down.
2: I think something is about to happen. It's going too smooth right now. Well, like, you
3: like you like, said, Pam, oh girl is pregnant. No, That's what I we're thought, thinking.
2: No, I think this episode, I think he cut it off and it's a good. Like we're good. Right? Yeah, I think he's done with Condola. I don't think she's pregnant. He said they talked, but I think something is about to happen. I think he's about to move to San Francisco or and she's I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna cry, y'all. Um I can feel it already.
3: Well, you can't feel much of nothing right now.
2: Exactly. So, why KD is crying? B Jones, you got a heat for us to end this show today. <laughs> All
3: right.
1: So uh, uh, our country goes through disasters or, you know, tragic situations, something revolutionary typically happens. I caught whiff of a story of the co-founder of Reddit. I, I think his name is Alexis Ohanian. I hope I'm saying that correctly, I mean, man who actually stepped down in his position as the co oh, uh, yeah. of board of directors. Due to the situation with the, you know, with George Floyd and the Black Lives Matters, he even took it another step beyond this and said that not only am I stepping down, but I am empowering the board of Reddit to hire an African American person to fill his seat on the on the on the board. So at first I thought this was kind of a wolf ticket. I was like, ah, that's he, he rich. He don't have to do this. But then as you scroll through the articles, you see a picture of him holding this this uh, this black baby or a mixed baby. And it just so happened that he is the husband Serena of Williams. superstar Serena Williams, and so that his daughter is the motivating factor of what what triggered him to realize that African Americans do need more opportunity, and he is willing to take that stand and sacrifice his position, regardless of the money. It still comes with some title, opportunity, um, you know, and positioning in life to say, "Hey, I'm a co-founder on the board of Reddit." So. I just think that was an admirable feat, and uh, y'all know what he stands for. He was—he uh, did something exemplary, and so I want to award you, Alex O'Henian. You deserve a. Yeet.
2: Yeet. Yeah. all right y'all well that is going to conclude our show for this evening thank you uh daryl and corey for the birthday shout out it is also serge's birthday you know i was gonna sing but i think we have just run out of time whoa
4: no 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 mariah <laughs> and whitney together need it right now
2: M- mariah and whitney yeah. Yeah, Mariah yeah, Houston, right?
4: Yeah. Kevin's warming up. Why are you
1: warming up, Kevin? He he, he, ride he's, ride right? he's supposed oh, to be yes, Brian right. McKnight. Kevin was
2: supposed to be Brian McKnight. You go ahead. I already sang. Go ahead. I'll be Luther? <laughs> yeah, you be Luther. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> I told you, you should have had a drink before the show.
2: Right. Well, no, ahead. I did
4: pretty good this show
3: though. All right, I to give it to you. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I couldn't do it. I needed the drink. You're right. I needed some. I need some courage.
2: Okay. All right. So, Serge, I will sing to you on the after show, okay? Um, But thank you, guys, for joining us this evening. Um, Thank you all for the birthday shout-out on behalf of me and Serge, or Serge and I, if I want to be grammatically correct. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Erica, for joining us this evening. It was an absolute pleasure to have you, you, and we look forward to doing some more things with you here in the future. Guys, make sure you like and follow and interact with us Oh my goodness. The website is amazing that B. Jones and KT have worked so hard for. Make sure y'all check that out. Sportslifetalk.com You can see pictures of us. You can interact with us. Katie has her own Manhattan Project page and I just got my page up and running on the website. It is called Uncut Gym. So I will be talking about a bunch of stuff that I really can't talk about on the show. Uh, I hope my mom isn't listening and I hope she doesn't go to the website because she might see some things about me she doesn't want to see. But I've already made my first um hosting today so make sure you check that out and I think that is all of the announcements that we have we will be back with you next Wednesday. Serge, what are you about to say? No, nothing. Oh
3: <laughs> so right. so Thank real you. quick. So real quick Erica tell people where they can find
2: you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond the Ball Experience. Find us online at beyondtheball.net. All
3: right.
2: Great. That's awesome. It. All right, y'all. So this has been another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life about sports is just talk. Remember to answer the trivia question. If you answer um, both parts, then you will get an extra special treat from KD and I. Uh, we are still trying to do our basketball um, situation, whatever it was that KD decided she was. Horse. Y'all play.
3: playing horse.
2: Oh, we're playing horse. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're still trying to work that out. We will get that under control. Other than that, y'all, I think that's about it. So, thank you for tuning birthday okay.
1: to you.
3: There you go, Luther. Yeah, I
2: like
3: that.